The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. This episode is my 75th show and it's called I Love It because there was a new flight attendant who was just so enthusiastic and uh, I, I got some stories from him which are really fun and uh, we've got a great air traffic controller story and the music for this show was sent to me by a listener named Joel and it's a concert at 35,000 feet by Matt Kearney it's a he did a concert in flight on a southwest flight there's a video on YouTube which I'll put a link to my on my website and it is oh gosh I would have loved to have been on that flight it was the flight attendant's actually holding out the phone pushing down the PA button as they're playing and singing on the airplane. And then the passengers are all holding up their smartphones, videotaping the concert. Ah, gotta love it. Here we are at Nashville Airport, PNA. I fly southwest a lot. So yeah, it's fun to be doing this on a flight that I'm on a lot. I've always actually wanted to pick up my guitar in the middle of a flight and just walk down the aisle and play songs, but this is the first time I've ever actually gotten a chance to do it. Hey man, how you doing? What are you doing? I'm good. Where are we going? You can go in coach section. Alright. We're right here. Normal flight, had no idea what was going on, and um, I guess about halfway through the flight they stood up, grabbed their guitars, and started playing. Southwest is kind of known for our fun in-flight entertainment, our great flight attendants. So we have something really extra special for you today, your very own in-flight concert. This is a state-of-the-art high-performance sound system we've installed specifically for this flight. Alright. Something's in the air tonight. ask you a couple questions so you're you're new right how long you've been flying seven months seven months whole months okay you know regular people they hate to travel they don't like to travel they don't like the airplane they don't they like to get where they're going but they don't like to travel but now I want to ask you is there anything that you particularly like about the airplane the smell of the plane not the toilets this the plane itself what do you mean the smell that comes from the air vents from inside the plane. And you like it? I love it. <laughs> I can get enough of it. <laughs> Wait, now tell me some of the other things that you like about the airplane. Everything. But like you were saying, you like the, the compartments? All the compartments. All the little compartments. The curvature of the compartments. And I love that I can go and open them up when I want. <laughs> and I love the cards. You like the cards? Everything, yeah. I think you said the walls. 
the wall? The, the noise that the, when you scratch a nails on the wall, yeah. on the, the this. I love the scratching noise. But you're not joking, right? No, I mean it. <laughs> the one thing that really amazes me that you actually like the smell of the, the airplane. Smell. Like, yeah. what about the smell of the airplane? I don't know. I love it. I was flying with that new guy, and it was so refreshing to find someone who, honest to God, just, I thought I really liked my job, but he literally, he's not kidding. He loves it. I was like, how, how did training go? Because it's like, oh gosh, like eight weeks, it's 12-hour days. Everybody's always exhausted. I mean, nobody likes it. I'm like, how was training? And he was like, I loved it. <laughs> like, you did? And then uh, he was telling me, uh, oh, yeah, I got my first trip where I was in charge. You know, he was the purser. He goes, I was petrified. And I'm like, well, how did it go? And he was like, I loved it. <laughs> and I thought, you know, we have to go to recurrent training once a year. We have to go back to training. And flight attendants hate it. It's stressful. Um, you have to scream and shout commands. You know, you got to pretend like you're evacuating. Um, you're judged. You're critiqued. You have to do, like, acting scenarios and Nobody likes it. And I thought, you know what? He's going to be the only one. And everybody is going to look at him like crazy. He's going to be like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So is it just one airplane that has a certain smell? No, they all smell good. They all smell good. <laughs> to me. But the MD-88 is even more. It's like ecstasy. It really smells good. It does. See, I, I breathe deeply. So I can really smell it. So this smell becomes part of who I am. Do you realize most people don't like the smells on the airplane? I guess the nose doesn't work really well. Because it's, it's really good. <laughs> I love it. I don't know how to explain it. You like the floor of the airplane? The way the noise that your foot does when you walk on the floor. Tuck, 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 tuck. <laughs> on the carpet. Realize that this is slightly unusual to, to like be that effusive about the airplane. I thought everybody felt the same way, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> I love it. It was just surreal. Talked to the guy next to me and said, Are they gonna play for us? And by golly, they sure did. It was just a great surprise, and it was just a blast. It's like the whole plane became a concert. I usually take a big trip every November, and this November, I am going to Ecuador. I went to Ecuador a couple years ago, and I was planning on going to the Galapagos and going around the mainland and I liked the Galapagos so much I didn't really do anything but the Galapagos. So I'm going back. I meant to go back and it's been a couple of years now because it's inexpensive. There's lots of things to do. You know, they've got a lot of jungle with uh, indigenous people. I love that idea of being in like dugout canoe with local people who live like they lived hundreds of years ago. And another thing I really want to do while I'm in Ecuador is the Devil's Nose train ride. It's it's like build as one of the great railroad journeys in the world. It's a train that switchbacks through the Andes and you sit on top of the train. 
You like pay a dollar to get a cushion and you sit on top of the train as it switchbacks through the Andes. And also I was reading, it's like, well, there's numerous derailments, but that's part of the fun. I'm like, derailments while you're sitting on the roof? <laughs> but you know, that sounds like it's like right up my alley. So I want to do it. I was just recently in Rio. I had never been to Brazil. I was there on a layover and I was really impressed by the way we were staying at the famous Copacabana beach and I could hear the waves right from my hotel room window and I was I had all these uh big plans I wanted to go see you know the Christ the reformer or Christ the redeemer statue the famous one in Rio and then there's like this um, sugar loaf which is a really popular gondola but sometimes you know what it's not the big tourist attractions, it's the little ones. I literally, I was happy as a clam. Actually, where the heck do we get that saying, happy as a clam? Are clams happy? <laughs> I think it should actually be happy as a coconut. Because, you know, coconut sounds nutty. It sounds happy. And that's what I was. I was I, I was going to do all these things. And then I saw people just sitting, buying um, coconuts at a kiosk and sitting by the beach. And I was like, well, I'm going to do that. So I, I bought a coconut and, you know, they just hook a hole in it and you get the straw and it was filled with something I couldn't pronounce and I ended up sitting there watching these local kids play soccer and I literally just could not have been happier and then the next day I climbed up this fort and I saw these little tiny monkeys they look like lemurs little little tiny monkeys like the size of a squirrel with these long tails that were striped and uh I saw some toucans shoot you know if you see two cans of monkeys at work you've got a good job but one of the things that was interesting for me about Brazil is I've been to a lot of countries where I know a few words you know I know a little Spanish I know a little French I know a little German like I know enough words that I can tell what things are in a menu and I'm okay with like thank you hello goodbye but I've never been to a country where they speak Portuguese. So it was much more limiting. But you know, what's really strange is I, I love it. <laughs> Just like that new guy. I love it. For some reason, the language barrier is kind of fun to me because I stopped in this local, it looked like there were a bunch of local people having breakfast. They were like standing up at a bar having breakfast. I guess it's like a bar at night, but uh, breakfast place in the morning. And they had the menus up on the wall. So it's not like there was one in English. And because, you know, there wasn't a spare wall. <laughs> and I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't understand a single word on that menu. So I just looked up and down the counter and saw somebody eating something that looked like something I'd like to have for breakfast. So I just pointed <laughs> to that. <laughs> like, I want that. And they brought me what he had. And it was delicious. That's a weird thing, actually, about eating. I don't have any food allergies. And I'm not that picky, thank goodness. Because, because I don't know the language the last time I was at Ecuador when I was in the Galapagos which I imagine this is what I'll be doing when I go to the Ecuador in a couple weeks is that I don't usually understand the menu so I would just sit down and say um typical (laughs) typical typical whatever's normal and they bring out (laughs) whatever's normal for lunch and you know what it's it's an adventure it's a surprise you never know what you're gonna get and usually it's delicious So when I got back from Rio, I was telling a good friend of mine, a friend I've known for, I met him when I first started flying. He was the first person I met in Los Angeles. And he reminded me, you know, sometimes you forget things you've said. And then when you hear it years later, you think, oh, gosh, that sounds 
naive. <laughs> he said, you know, when I first met you, he said, I, I said to you, oh, so do you like to travel? Because he had done a lot of traveling. And I said, oh, no, um, I have a really like Caucasian stomach and I can get sick really easily. Like when I go to Mexico City, I try not to eat anything. And actually, I, I try not to breathe. <laughs> I guess I said that. I don't remember the try not to breathe. Actually, maybe it does ring a bell. But I do think I did. I remember the trying not to eat anything because the first like three times I went to Mexico for work, I ended up getting like food poisoning or Montezuma's revenge. And boy, you know that that's off putting <laughs> to traveling internationally. And I, I you know I've probably built up some of my immune system, but I honestly, um, I've had food poisoning probably more than anyone I know. I, I'd say it's probably, it's either 10 or 12 times. So it's kind of legitimate. You know, I, I've gotten so sick so many times <laughs> that, yeah, I was a little hesitant, but you know what? These days, here I am going to places where I don't speak the language and I'm just saying typico or I'll have what he's having. So I guess I really have come a long way. This came from a listener named Joel and it's audio from an air traffic controller. Air Canada 187, taxi Mike, Juliet, and uh, Juliet, Charlie. Hi, Air Canada 187. Air Canada 187, and uh, my girlfriend's on that flight. I was going to propose to her while you were in the air, but I chickened out. Come on, that's bad. That's really, really bad. Give us her name, and we're going to tell her that. Well, can I, is it too late? Not too late. Not too late for anything. Do you know where she's sitting? Uh, I think she's 25C. Her name's Christine Waters. Yeah. Let's see how we can do this. Stand by. Nope. Just give me the seat number again and just double check the name, and I'm going to bring it up to the flight deck. Uh, seat number is 25C, and uh, the name is Christine Waters. Okay, stand by. You have a choice. We can put you on the microphone in front of the whole airplane, or she can come to the flight deck. It's your call. Well, put me in front of everybody. All right. Stand this frequency and taxi. Six, uh, 685, Roger. We're going to miss that one. We're going to go on the next one. That's fine. Taxi, Mike, and Tango. Stand this frequency all the way. All right. Okay, my friend. You are on the whole airplane. So you go ahead do your thing. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your air traffic controller speaking to you from the control tower here at Vancouver Airport. I hope all of you have enjoyed your flight this evening with Air Canada from Montreal, and I welcome all of you to Vancouver. The reason I am speaking to you is because there is a very special lady on your flight this evening. Her name is Christine Waters. Christine, can you raise your hand, please? Way up, so everyone can see. Christine, I'm crazy in love with you. Can't imagine my life without you. Can't see me right now, but I'm down on one knee. I have a ring in my hand. Christine, will you make me the happiest man in the world and be my wife? 
So now that I'm in my new base and I've been flying mainly international trips, my sleep schedule gets all messed up, as you can imagine. And um, it's weird. It's like uh, my sleep schedule is now like nap, 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 nap. It's like, let the napping begin. That's that's work for me. Let the napping begin because I, I commute to work on the flight and I take a nap. Sometimes I get to the airport early for the international trip because, you know, I'm flying standby. It's stressful to get to work. So then I have a lot of time at the airport. So I take a nap. And then during the flight, which is usually an all-nighter, going wherever you're going, uh, you get crew rest, so you take a nap. And then when you get where you're going, you only sleep for a couple hours because you want to get up and see something, so you take a nap. So that's <laughs> that's your sleep for that night. And then <laughs> coming home from like South America, you do the all-nighter back. So I try to get up and go see everything early and come back and take a nap. And then during the flight, during the crew rest, you take a nap. And then on my flight home commuting, I take a nap. And then that's my sleep for that night. It's <laughs> a so really, literally, my job really is now like, let the napping begin. This comes from a listener named Sam. It is a old money Python sketch, you might like. I spy with my little eye. Something beginning with S. Sky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I spy with my little eye. Something beginning with C. Cloud. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm bored. I'm fed up with that game. Let's play another game. I know what. What? Hello? Uh, This is your captain speaking. There is absolutely no cause for a laugh. I'll get up thinking. No, 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 I'm not yet. Let's sink in there thinking, uh, what is there absolutely no cause for alarm about? Are the wings on fire? The wings are not on fire. <laughs> now they're thinking, uh, why should he say that? So we say... Oh, oh, how are we doing? They've stopped eating, looking a bit worried. Good. <laughs> Hang on, one of them's going to the washroom. Is he there yet? He's just closing the door. Now! Right. One, two, three... Please return to your seats and fasten your safety belts immediately, please. 
Here he comes, going up the aisle like the cable. I'll do the uh, worried walk now. Now, right, worried right, walk. Right. Safety regulations. Safety regulations. Please listen carefully. I want you. To, I want to remind you of some of the safety regulations. In the case of emergency, it is vitally important to. As the warning buzzer sounds. <laughs> Got them rattled. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. Good. Hey, I need to worry. I've got an idea. <clears throat> Hello? Uh, you will find your life jackets under your seats. No, they're on the right. Shh, shh, Let them scrabble a bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, you will find them on the racks above your head. <laughs> but do not unfasten your safety. Ah. <laughs> great, great. That was marvellous. Gobbledygook. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. The scransons above your head are now ready to flange. Please unfasten your safety belts and press the emergency photo scamps on the back of the seats behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous milling about, climbing over the seat. <laughs> Please find the emergency sprill in the washroom at the back and release it. But do not unfasten your safety belts. <laughs> That's got them back to their seats. The emergency sprill must be released. But do not leave your seats. Do not panic. Uh, tea will now be served. Inflate your life jacket. And extinguish all cigarettes. Please remove the luggage from the racks above your heads and place it on the racks on the other side of the aircraft. Except for <laughs> hand luggage, which you should sit on. <laughs> <laughs> now have a look. <laughs> Hang on. What, 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 what? Hang on. What, what, what? what? <laughs> They've all jumped out. <laughs> 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 again for going to Amazon through my website bettingthesky.com if you're going to go there and buy something if you click on one of our listeners um had a question he's like I don't see the link it's actually the link is the picture of my book and it takes you to the page on Amazon where my book is but you don't have to buy my book um just going through that link if you're going to buy something anyway I get a little percentage and it's it's been so fun I actually have to admit I do check it a lot because it's like oh look somebody bought the complete series of the Sopranos look somebody bought a Nikon camera (laughs) it's fantastic so if you're gonna buy something on Amazon anyway if you go to my website and click on the picture of my book and then just go ahead and buy what you were gonna buy I get a little something and it makes me really happy have a look that people want to help me or maybe you know there's just a lot of good people in the world but I was in Madrid and I went into a casino I had to admit I do I do like to gamble now and again (laughs) it's just so much fun when you're winning but it's really difficult to gamble in another country because if you don't read the language I can't understand a lot of the things on the machine I can't even I can't even tell like what button to push 
you know, to collect your money. Um, it, it's, it's a problem, but I still went in there anyway, but I wasn't going to spend much money. So I put like two euros into this slot machine and nothing seemed to happen. And it looked like I just lost my money. So I, I was just going to leave. And there was this nice European guy sitting there and he kept pointing at the machine. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't understand. I, I didn't win, I don't think, I don't know. And he kept pointing at the machine, and I was like, yeah, I know, I, I didn't win. And I was thinking, you know, did he want the machine? I couldn't understand what he was saying, and he's pointing at the machine, so finally got irritated with me and just came over and pushed a button. And apparently, I had gotten some, like, bonus something, but I didn't know what it was because I can't read the language on the machine and sure enough all these lights went off and stuff and I ended up winning like 40 euro it was like 60 dollars and what was amazing about it is of course I love to win but that man didn't have to be that nice he didn't have to help me he could have just let me leave and then pushed the button and taken all the money himself but I do think that uh a lot of people most people are just good and they actually want to help you It's very fun to watch. Definitely made the flight go by faster. So this doesn't happen very often where flight attendants um, barely make it to their jump seat for landing. Especially after you've been flying for a long time, you get very in tune with where you are and uh, how much time you have. And just yesterday, though, it was an all-nighter, so, you know, people are tired and... You know, there are a bunch of women on the flight, and we do tend to talk a lot, but I was sitting in my jump seat, and I was looking out the window thinking, huh, we're getting kind of close, you know, and they weren't in their jump seats yet, the other two flight attendants, and I was thinking, huh, they better hurry, but you know, you also don't want to tell people, because everybody knows their job, you know, like, excuse me, you don't want to be the person wagging their finger, you know, hey, don't you want to sit down? So I'm looking out the window thinking they they better hurry. And apparently they were talking in the galley and hadn't noticed that the gear went down. And the funny part, though, was is uh, all of a sudden I see them both running, literally full speed, sprinting up the aisle. They just barely made it to their jump seats to be strapped in for landing. And what they were saying once they finally got on their seats and they were still flustered, they were like, oh my gosh, we're talking to the other flight today. And it's she noticed she was standing there too she noticed they were getting close instead of saying something like oh shit we're about to land or something she said real calmly um i hate to tell y'all but we're almost on the ground (laughs) the two of them locked eyes and then sprinted up the up the aisle made it to their jump seat it does you know it doesn't happen very often but every once in a while you get caught with your pants down So there's a whole bunch of things that people don't like. Uh, they hate training. What did, did you? How did you like your flight attendant training? I love it. <laughs> it was just great. <laughs> Do you realize that the airline is so lucky to have you? <laughs> I'm lucky to have them. I love it. conquered we got an encore we had pyrotechnics and peanuts flying well that's about it for this episode of betty in the sky with a suitcase i hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together and i love it i love it
Airlines. Thank you, guys.